What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 169, you heard that right, episode 169 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Let me know how you feel about this episode by dropping a comment right on your Apple Podcast app, and share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. Today's show, S.O.N. Heineken of Bad Fuel, and this is 50 Joins In. We discussed systemic racism, police brutality, COVID's impact on music, and much, much more. Find Bad Fuel on Instagram at Bad Fuel. That's B-A-G-F-U-E-L. This is a great conversation, man. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. chance to shave my face or nothing man i'm out here working out in pennsylvania yeah i've been living that life for a long time so i've been living that life for a long time Uh, backfield welcome to combos court man welcome back to combos court shall i say so and heineken what's the word man yeah it's a bigger deal this time around you know what i'm Uh, saying yeah guys i really wanted to know from your point of view we see the protest do you believe this will really lead to change when it comes to police brutality and systematic racism? Um, uh, like I always say, nothing really changes until you um, give somebody their equal amount of medicine. And nothing really changes until you have either extreme violence or extreme financial destruction happening. And then you'll see somebody say, hey, if we don't continue to storm, this will just be an extended protest like everything else, but just a longer version, in my opinion. Heineken, one more thing. Do you feel that there's something different, though? Like, do you feel something different in the air? Or do you feel like there's any chance this could enact real change? Or it just really just comes down to what you just said? Honestly, uh, you know, I hate to sound trivial, but we have to see what happens after July 4th. You know, I need to know, because we've been locked down. We haven't been doing anything. Um, I need to see are people going to keep that same energy up when everything mm-hmm. stabilizes? There's no mm-hmm. violence. We're going to the barbecue. Guys are going out to lounges. You know, we haven't been, there's no female interaction for single men. Women haven't been out. When, there's nothing to distract us other than watching what's going on in the world. And we can focus our whole energy and, um, and our brain power on that. But what's going to happen when the distractions kick in? So, by July 5th, I want to see how, how everything's going to play out. That's so? Um, as far as the change, I'm a little, you know, I, I think a little bit differently. Like, I really think that, you know, the rioting is something that's necessary. People don't agree with me. Um, but I also think that there's a lot of things that we need to change before we change the, our, our deals between white and black. There's things that are going on within our black community with the black on black violence, with the gang stuff. Like me and Heineken had a long discussion about how I feel like that the gangs are ravaging on the black community, but when it's time for them to stand up because they're the ones that are violent or have the guns, 
where they at with what's going on because they have a certain code on disrespecting and you know taking advantage and playing me out and I got to retaliate in violence and we're getting played out everybody a part of the race whether you're a gang whether you're a black professional whether you're an athlete you know what I'm saying so I got different ideas with what's going on with that but then I got to speak on my man Champ who talked about how athletes are trying to change the world, but they're not changing what's going on right in their own realm. So before LeBron James can change the world with Black Lives Matter, he should be worried about, you know, black coaches that are getting thrown to the side, like Kevin Ali or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's so many different levels that we could spark change where we're at and, and we're not. And then when we look at the Colin Kaepernick thing, you know, Roger Goodell came out and said that they weren't even listening to what the black players were saying, that they weren't even taking it really seriously. And that's the way of the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at the pro football people and all the rest of that because the people right next to you, they don't listen neither. They don't take nothing seriously neither. So it's, it's, it's bigger than white people listening. It's bigger than black people listening. Like, it's a collective of people taking things seriously upon what's going on in people's lives. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I see it, first and foremost. And like sports is a big deal. I don't really care about sports. The league is coming back July 31st. I don't really care. We got coronavirus that nobody's talking about no more. We got killer bees that nobody's talking about no more. You know what I'm saying? And then people want to get back to basketball like that's going to bring healing. But how? If if the rioting and the violence isn't going to bring it, bring upon change, then what is? For the sole reason that we've been doing this since the 60s of nonviolent change. But like one black young, young brother bought light to, it wasn't until Martin Luther King got murdered six days later they changed the civil rights laws and all the rest of that. Why? Because people was rioting. And it was uncontrollable. They had to do something. So where's that going to leave us at now? What could be done to lead to real change? Uh, Like I told you before, people could sit there and feel how they feel. It has to be an equal loss. That's it. Because people could sit there and say, oh, it's black-on-black violence, or this, that, and the third. But whether it's black, whether... In the 60s, it was no different. Were Black people killing Black people like that? And they were still doing the same thing. So until somebody says, hey, these guys are going to go back and retaliate at a high level, it's going to keep happening, even during the whole riots. We haven't been hearing any gang-on-gang violence or any shooting or any killing that we know of. Not to say it's not happening, but we're still seeing police still roughing up people. And they're roughing up everybody of all races. You would think. If the cameras is going, hey, yo, the whole world's watching. Let me be cool. Matter of fact, they turned it up even more. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm like, yo, yo, combo. I'm sitting here like, listen, I done been around some bold people in my life. I Like you, combo, you, you, you're a professional ball player. You played against legendary dudes. Esso has been in the business with some of the legendary, y'all, y'all done legendary bold things. 
And even I'm like, I don't know if they that bold to be sitting here doing doing what these guys are doing on camera. It it baffles me. I'm like, well, what's really going on? You know, that's that's just how I look at it. And I, I've seen them run over people with vehicles recently. It, you know, look, they're pushing down old, old elderly people. No, the old that we are when they pushed down the old white man that was protesting and, and he busted. Wait, he bust his head open, huh? And yeah, yo, blood was coming from his ear. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, he was, yo, he was bleeding. And then the next day, fifty-seven police dudes resigned because people was going against the guys who who pushed him down. Now that's why I'm like, yo. But some reason, it's something that they giving them. It's something in the water when they come a policeman or some real shit because it's power. The, because the black policeman, he's not black. Like, like it's not even like it's just the white cops. It's not just the white cops. Mm-mm. One of the guys that killed George Floyd, he damn near looked like he was either light skinned black or half black and half white. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you looking at, and then the guy who didn't turn his head was Filipino. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's all over the place. But then I don't see how somebody could really sit there and watch that. That's like I have never watched a video. I I I refuse to watch a man die it's, like it's like, horrific. You they know? didn't think they didn't think he was gonna die, Combo. When I watched the video combo and they put him on the gurney, I even had to turn around and say, Is this like did he die or did he not die? He probably didn't die. Then I found out that that was the George Floyd video. You you feel what I'm saying? So it's like when he's yelling out. You don't even pay attention that when you watch the video, after a while, he just stops talking. He just stops saying, I can't breathe, bro. And that's the part that I'm like, and then people look at me and say, yo, you, you, you think this is, that this is going to be changed? Nah, it's not going to be changed. You know why? There's still bitter black women out here that don't give a fuck about that. They don't care about George Floyd. There's still bitter black women like out Like Candace Owens. There's still bitter black women that... I, I totally agree that they're going to take the torch and use their kids still against their baby father. They're going to call bullshit press charges. They're going to act like he battered them. They're gonna so you're saying there's not enough unity? No, it's, no, there is no unity at okay. all. Like, like, on some real shit, like, we can talk freely. In the Jewish community, mad unity. In the Hispanic, in the Hispanic community, Mad unity. Russians in Brooklyn, mad unity. White people, Anglo-Saxon, whatever, Christian, mad unity. You know what I'm saying? Any other, you want to segregate any other people. If, if, if you want to say people from Belize, people from Spain, mad unity. People from Europe, mad unity. People from the motherland. But American black people, no unity. Period. Do you believe there's a leader out there that could get unity going? I think it's just only because it's it's just like with anything in life. Exceptional people come up. Will we be alive to see it? Hopefully. I want to be alive to see all of that. We might not be alive to see that, but like just like you got exceptional presidents or exceptional athletes, somebody will come together and spark a speaking away and, and resonate in such a way that people are like, I want to follow this person. 
You know, it's it's gonna take a lot. Like, let's just keep it real. It's gonna take a lot. I don't even think we could fathom how much it's gonna take to rally that amount of people that's been systematically conditioned to say, I gotta look out for my own, F everybody else, and F the next man. I'm just keeping it real. But it, I mean, it can happen. I mean, people call me corny. Corny when I say I try to look out for people. Why is that corny? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there have people, Heineken knows this, there are people be, behind the scenes that say, you you make it too simple for people to get on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you're you trying to help people. Different, yeah, but that's not the way of the world, though, Combo. You know what I'm saying? And that's how, when I say people look at me, look at me corny, like, yo, why, like, it's it's not literal. It's a figurative of, of, of speech by saying, like, why would you let them people in this game that you get so much from? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you going to share love and share knowledge in what you got going on? That don't make no sense. They got to pay you for that, R. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about me and you, Combo. Like, we can talk frankly because we on live and we going to post it up and all that. But when you called me about when you was going to even start Combo's Court, we spent countless times talking about how what you need to buy and how you going to launch it people look you posted look, you posted combos court before i did you I posted, know that, but <laughs> you posted yo heineken he posted my logo before i did i was like i gotta do combos court now it's in the air yeah and, <laughs> you know, and, you know? And what it turned into you know what right I mean? yeah that's great you know you're right so you're right so but, but then people look at me like that that don't make sense People looked at Heineken and said, why are you fucking with this dude talking about me? Because I, 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 I never talked on air before. I stutter from time to time, blah, blah, blah. So they say, yo, Han, why are you fucking with this dude? And he'd be like, yo, he just talked differently, blah, 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 blah. I got, I got faith in this dude. And vice versa. Like, yo, why are you dealing with this dude, Heineken, where you've been in the business for a long time? You could launch a show with somebody that has a bigger name. Yo, he could have launched a show with somebody that got a bigger name. He got the same type of relationship that I got. You know what I'm saying? But they look at us crazy because we're bringing the well to each other. So I'm bringing the connections that I got to him, and he's bringing the connections that he got to me. That don't normally go down. That, that, that's why what we got going on is something special, something different. But we don't have that in our community like that. It's very rare that people like ourselves who didn't grow up together, who I'm from Queens, he's from Brooklyn, we not the same age that we find some way to work it out and mix and merge together and stay loyal. That's rare in the community that we come from. But that's regular in the Jewish community, the Russian community, Hispanic community. That's all regular. That's 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 regular, like that's that's what you would do. And that's the problem with what what, what we got going on. But I just don't see that ending. Because I told Han before, and I, I'm sorry, I just want to say I told Han, Han before I said, once all this pandemic stuff pass and all this George Floyd pass, everybody's gonna go back to regular type of time in the black community. Do you guys believe that we could live in a police list society? or at least shrink the role of what police do in the current society? 
Um, well, if you think about it, I think what in 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 London, if I'm not mistaken, the the police don't carry any guns. You know? Right. Right. So, and everything still functions pretty well over there. I just think you know this is Americana, you know, having firearms and you know New York is a little bit different in terms of having guns. It's always going to be illegal guns, and it's not that crazy. But if you go outside of New York, go into the gun rink, people that are in the five boroughs, it doesn't make compute to say let's go to the gun range, you know. But if you're living in rural Pennsylvania, y'all let's go to the gun range today. You know what I mean? No, bro. I'm in Pennsylvania right now, and they got a sign for July, July 25th gun party. See, <laughs> see, you know that's not happening. No, no. I'm sorry. It's called the Gun Fest. The Gun, gun Fest. Fest. What do they so, do there? What do they do there? They people buy and trade, show off their guns, shoot mm-hmm. their guns, bring bullets. People make bullets. People make guns. Show yeah. you how to put guns together. All types of stuff. So it's a, a whole gun fest. Culture. Whole, it's a, like I've seen girls with pink, like automatic um, submachine guns, and they're pink a, combo, and they shoot real pink bullets. It's a whole mm-hmm. different culture. So, you know, that's not going anywhere. It's it, it's too ingrained. I just think, and SOS said this: this is going to be hard. But once everyone has a gun, the violence is going to go down. Yeah. And the reason and a lot of people said it would be more killing. I lived in Florida for about three years, you knew not to mess with anybody because 90% of the people had guns. Yeah. So like if, you, if you're gonna take it there, what's gonna happen? So everybody was a little bit even killed. Whereas in New York, you never know what's going on. So. You think nobody got a gun. The cops got their hands. Like if you own a gun in New York, you get three and a half to five years mandatory. Easily. Whether you had a previous conviction or not. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm doing, Combo? I'm getting me the highest of the highest BB gun because those are legal in New York. They got BB guns with big-ass shells like this, and I'm going to be plucking motherfuckers. They might not kill them, but it'll knock out until I can get up out. You know what I'm saying? Go. I got to find a way to protect myself any means necessary because that's the hand that people got. Like, if the revolution break out and people say the revolution, oh, the revolution, yo, the revolution is close. It's not that the revolution can't break out. It's it's that when it was time for it to it feels break out, like it, it feels like it always with, calmed it down. Yeah, with everything going on. That's what I'm saying, Combo. Combo. What's up? Um, you know, for people that don't know, you've been playing ball against a lot of black dudes. Like, you ever experienced, because... When they look at you, you know you're a white guy with red hair, but you got you got that game. You you be bringing the buckets. So you ever <laughs> racism like you was like, not against J.R. Smith. He got six threes in his face. Stop. That's so that's not even the truth. I was playing good defense that day. <laughs> yeah. So we're not we're not because because yeah. if, if we start with if we start with this J.R. Smith thing, we're going to be arguing for an hour. So I'm going to stay away from Smith. Yo, for the public, whoever sees this, right, because we don't know who's going to see this. Well, Combo they're definitely going to hear it. I don't know if Combo they'll see actually, it. will hear it. Combo actually got mad at me, y'all, because we were antagonizing J.R. Smith. We was on, me and Heineken was on Combo's side. No, like, no, 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 no. No, you weren't, that. So You were on J.R.'s side. See, nah, that's nah. not true. Nah, nah. yes. 
Bro, that's not true. You were hyping him up, and I got mad at you. No. No. See, didn't I tell you he thought that Heineken? Nah. See, here's what happened. You came in the game, and you shocked everybody. You you brought up the competition when you came in. You came down the court, layup. Another one, layup. Boom, jumper. So what you didn't realize is JR walked right by us and said, yo, we was like, he cooking you. Yeah. Yeah. No. So when he started hitting those threes, he ran back to us. He said, keep talking that shit, bitches. Yeah. I and I was like, and, and then we were shouting, we were shouting, but you thought we were shouting on you. Yeah, and we, we were shouting at you. We was, we, we was encouraging you yeah. to go at J.R. Smith. He, and then you turned around and you got mad at me. And we was like, what is this yeah. problem? No, he ran to us after he hit that last three. He said, I own you motherfuckers. And I'm cooking and your you. man. And, and I'm your cooking man. your man. He yeah. really said all that? Yes. yes. We're not making we were, that up. We was on the sideline just bull. We was on the sideline just playing with J.R. Smith. And when you when you was laying him up, I was like, yo, my man, you can't check my man. My man, nice, my man cooking you, J.R. You. He was like, and you was and he was like, wait. He, he was like, and you was cooking him. He was like, wait, wait, that that's why he wanted to play another game. Mm. And when he played the other game, and every time he was hitting a shot. He was talking trash to us, and we was talking trash back to him about you. But you thought we was uh, we was like with J.R. Smith. And I and remember I told you, hon, I said, why would he think I'm with J.R. Smith? I can't hear with Cabo. I can't hear with Cabo. I'm crazy, bro. My, yeah. compet- my, my competitive mindset is, I don't know. I was bugging we, we out did, cause you in the heat of Esso must have said something, though. I remember Esso no. said something. I was talking to J.R. Smith, and I just was like, go at him, combo. Yeah. I was like, yo, just go at him, combo. Like, get him, combo. And, 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 and the next thing you was you was like, what? So, so, so. And I looked at Heineken, and I said, yo, what is his problem? <laughs> I said, he don't know we on his side. I said, combo know me way better than this. We almost have been in a brawl in Jersey over some racial tension. He know I'm on his side. Why? Yeah, said, so I was like. I don't know, man. You know, I'm a little crazy. No, this story gotta this gotta be a video to Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm recording. This will be a video tomorrow. Oh but, uh, <laughs> that's funny though. That's hilarious because I was going at SO like and I was a little bit mad after too. So yeah, was that's I crazy. So was I. And then I told Heineken, I said, Yo, Heineken. Well you weren't said, that you, know, you weren't you weren't that mad at me. We were, I was about to drive you home, remember? No, because I understood you didn't understand because I yo, I'm on my peace and love shit. Come like yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Like I, I I'm on my peace and love shit. I be trying to tell everybody that I understand that people we don't see eye to eye all the time. And I understand that there be misconceptions that and you know what I'm saying? People hear things and see things that's not going on. And when I left you, I said, he didn't understand. I didn't understand. We I didn't understand. I told, I told, I told I apologize. I apologize. No, no, no yeah. it's fine. We talk, I told Heineken that. And then when we went to the radio station, Dylan then was talking to me. And I was like, yo, J.R. Smith hit six threes on y'all in the road. See, that I, made me I, mad too, though. I, but listen, I said, I know we counted. You know how we know? Because he was, every time he did something, we were so much on your side that he would hit a J and come back and talk to me and Heineken about y'all. He so said that's while, one. Yeah, mm. so, a while, so a while we was, a while y'all thought that we was talking trash on y'all, we was talking to him and he knew it. 
Mm-hmm. What, what, what our big thing was is, yo, we shouldn't have wrapped him up. We should just let him be chill. Yeah, that's, that's the mistake we made. No, nah, but that that's better though. That's better. That's better. That's better. We want. We want, to us, we want him playing. Him. We want him playing hard though. You know. No, but no. remember, you came late. Yeah, so I did. Yeah. yeah, it was a basic game. Yeah. No, Jr. was barely even doing anything. He wasn't doing nothing. But then he turned up. He turned up for no, sure. No, no, no. You, no, you, you went to the bucket. Like, yeah. like you came on the court and you just went to the bucket a couple times. And when you went to the bucket, he looked. I was like, yeah, that's my man right there. And, and remember, Heineken you put a dunk in that game. You yeah. yeah. And Heineken was like, you can't check combo. And I was like, yo, that's my man. And he was like, yo, if your man play again, I'm going to cook your man. He was talking to us the whole time. Yes. And I was like, yo, you ain't going to cook my man. My man just laid you up, went to the bucket on you. He was like, yo, watch this. Yo, when he hit when that, it all started. When he hit that reverse <laughs> layup from the other side of the basket, he ran to us. He looked us dead in the eye. He said, I own you bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but that that's 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 fighting words right there. That's crazy. Yo, we was laughing at your combo real talk. Yeah. If I would have heard him say I, I would have been really tight though. No, like, no, you, that. you wouldn't have been because 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 we was laughing and joking. Okay. And we not and we not on the court. You know what I'm saying? So he talking to us like we commentate. I'm not saying I'm a super. I'm not saying I'm a super tough guy or anything. But I would be mad if I heard him say that to you guys. No, it he was wasn't more in joking. But but okay, he wasn't okay. saying it. He wasn't okay. saying it like it was real. He was just oh, oh okay, it, okay. We it was, was all we, jokes. Yes, we yeah, was all okay. just talking trash to each other. We just didn't formally know each other for him to say, "Yo, Jr. Rand Heineken." So we were just meeting each other on the court, and our meeting was when you was laying them up and you was scoring points. I was like, "Yo, you, yo, you better check my man. My man about to fucking put up buckets on you." <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You better, you better, you better check my man. He ain't no regular white boy. He about to put up buckets on you. <laughs> you know, when you know what I'm saying? That third basket. It was like, oh, that's not a regular white boy. Because y'all won, because y'all won the first game, didn't y'all? And then he asked to run. Yeah, he did. We did. We did. Because mm-hmm. because when y'all won the first game, me and Heineken was talking trash. Because yo, what, what y'all don't know is we didn't even know what was going on. I had went to the radio station, and Clue hit me like, "I'm not there. Come over here." He didn't know me and Heineken was together. So when I came there, I said, "I'm not gonna play ball." And I played with Heineken because we wasn't coming there to play ball. So we just stood on the sidelines. I didn't even know you was coming. So when you came, you was the familiar face to me. You was my man. So I said, yo, my man about to come out here. He about to cook. Y'all lucky I'm not getting on the court, but my man about to cook. And then when you started cooking, you laid him up twice. And you hit a three, and then me and Heineken was talking like, yo, my man, the white, he's like, who, him? I was like, yeah, the white boy, the white boy cooking you, son. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then he got mad. He got mad at us, and then he started putting up buckets, and then you he got did. mad at us. And we was like. I appreciate the support, man. That means a lot. That, that, was, a fun, that was fun. It was fun hooping that day. And I appreciate yes, you guys was. being there. Can we? Can we let's talk Griselda real quick, because they got that feel, like, of the golden era quote, unquote, like, you know, early 2000s. I think they rap like they're from that era, but they still resonate in today's climate. How do you feel like they're able to do that? Did you go first? Cause I actually was going to say something funny about why I think that. <laughs> I think um, it's, it's, it's the perfect storm. You know, 
they dress in a way that works for this current time frame. There wasn't okay. too many people that were spitting bars, delivering. It's just a lot of perfect storms going on, a lot of great marketing. And then their age range works with people within our age range. And we're like, and we're, we're supporting them enough that it's allowed because they don't have a young fan base in my in my personal opinion. like they 40. Well, they might be, but that's um, what I'm saying. I was about to say that because they they seem like they did Jada kissing them eight, like they, they're in a 40-year-old age range. I think they're mid-30s though, if I'm it, not mistaken. Mid-30s, but yeah, it's it's that they they were in a weird area where they're not old, but they're not young, which means you're in limbo. You shouldn't resonate, but they hit so much that that limbo market upshifted everything. That's exactly what they did. You know, it just, all the people that liked 90s music and early 2000s music that was hiding and didn't know who to support said, I, they're of this era, but they're keeping the tradition alive. It's just the perfect storm that worked out. And they made the right moves. They made the right um, cheat codes. You know, I'm, I'm giving basic um, perspective. Esso is going to probably give another more. Um, <laughs> an Esso <an> perspective? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Whatever, I A more a calculated understanding how certain things work. I just look at it like they're the same age as Jada kids. You know what I'm saying? So even if, no, no. I'm confused got, right now. They're, they're okay. not the same age, right? But I said, that's how I look at it. Because look at this. People of a generation with music, generational placement is important. Okay? So like Heineken said, yo, say that they're in their mid-30s. Say they're 37, 38 years old, for example. Say the kids ain't but 45. When you're doing music eight years, it's not a big difference when you're doing music. But the but the ill thing is when you come out, Jada Kiss came out in, in, in the 90s. They might have been, say Jada was 20 years old, they might have been 15 years old, 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? So you in the same time, you going through the same things, but you just not of that age. So when you come along and you get your shot, you get your chance to shine now. That's you know why not to on. cut you off, but to add on. He just said they used the two chains formula, but they just didn't have the um <laughs> two chains. Perfect example. That's perfect example. Two chains. Yeah, yeah. They expound on that. What's that formula? Re remember, um, I mean, you know, Essel's gonna help me with this, but he was with Ludacris, and he was known as Titty Boy. Right, right, yeah. right. Then, the rebrand. He, he there you go. But he came out of. He was older though. Yes, he was older already. So he, he changed, changed his name. Yeah, exactly. He changed his name. He changed the way he dressed. But it felt new. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all all saying the right things. That's Griselda. You feel what I'm saying? Like, they never had their chance to shine. So when you don't get your chance to shine, you got to stay current with the language, with the lingo. You still out here in these streets. You haven't had success to go beyond the streets. They out here. They still current. It right. doesn't matter. Like, if they're 38 years old, say they 40 years old. Because Conway looks 40. Say they 40 years old. Yo, the, what's yo, their, right. is, is there some facts here? What is their age, though? 
Is there? I don't know that. I don't. I don't know the age. Oh, okay. I, I can't. I can't speak on no facts about the age. I'm just talking okay. about. When I say forty, I'm not talking about they look old. I'm talking about the maturity in their face. Oh yeah. There's certain people that you can see have been through things and know things. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I see from Griselda. That's why Jay Z gravitated towards them. Jay Z don't gravitate towards nobody. But he gravitated right. towards Billy the Butcher and Conway. Why? Because they're of age. You, you follow what I'm saying? Jay-Z needs to talk to people that are of age. Meek Mill is cool because he's a street like Jay-Z. But Jay-Z can respect somebody of age that kept going and kept rhyming. Mm-hmm. With the you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, those people get a lot of respect. DMX, when he first got on, he was old already, too. DMX had been rhyming. He had been rhyming. He had been did battles with Jay-Z already. Jay-Z had went on and sold records by the time the DMX got on. All right, yeah. He was in Yonkers rhyming for a long time. This is what I'm saying. So sometimes the, you know, the Griselda feel, that's why it's an old school feel with new school flavor. Because they in these streets, but they're experienced at the same time. Mm. And that's all, and that's all that I was getting to. You can't be experienced and be new. You see what I'm saying? Like they have the experience game going down. It's like me with bag fuel. Heineken bought me in. People looked at me like, yo, Heineken, why are you fucking with this dude? Like, you you so far off. But Heineken said, this motherfucker got 20 years experience though. So I'm gonna rely on his experience to bypass some of the BS we would have if we was young and dumb and coming out here. And that's how I look at Griselda. They experience dudes, so you can't talk to them a certain way. You gotta come at them a certain way because they know what's up already. They grown men already. You know what I'm saying? They done grinded already. They been there, they done did that already. And that's what you hear in their music. So they're combining that struggle and that I've been here already with new school lingo. And I'm, I'm going to say something too. Where you from and when you come out matters. Like, meaning, I've been in Buffalo. Ain't shit to do. It's super <laughs> cold. It's only wings and pizza out there. It's nothing but drugs in college. Now, not to say other people couldn't break through, but for them... Being in that environment, feeling that cold, they they got grizzled. They 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 were just like, there's nothing to do but shit. And there's been no other rappers from that area that really made it, right? No, but you know, sometimes you need that thing to happen for them. Like I remember, um, um, you're not to go off topic because Esso doesn't like this topic too much, but um, <laughs> um, you know, bat, you're familiar with the battle rap culture, right? Me- Heineken. I'm super right. familiar. Yeah, he I, loves battle rap. I love battle I'm, the only, rap. I'm the only one that don't like battle rap. I love battle rap. So you're familiar with Grind Time, right? Of course. Now, the reason why Grind Time was able to work was the timing of where they were at. The person who created it, he and I went to school, to um, the same school. That school had a certain level of resources and people around that if he wasn't in that town at that time, grind time doesn't exist. And he'll say that out of his own mouth. 
if I'm not saying that he doesn't, he's not capable, but there's a perfect storm of things that happened. Because at that time, there was nothing but cameramen around that all knew how to shoot movies and create sets. You got dudes that knew how to do graphics. It's a, it's a whole level of talent with no resume. It's like, yo, come, let's all do this at the same time. It's the same thing with Griselda. It's the snow. It's the Canada's across the border. It's timing. It's timing. That's, that's why West Side Gun dresses a certain way. People are like, how you know how to do that? You know? <laughs> right. You know? Right. Yeah. Heineken, I look at you as a great interviewer. So I would like to ask you, what do you feel about Vlad's interviewing style? Um, you got to understand, Vlad has been, um, Vlad has been doing this, what, 23 years? Not interviews, just out. You know, he started as a mixtape DJ to Vlad, um, the DJ Vlad mixtapes. Esso will tell you about that, working through <laughs> labels and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. He's just very smart on when to maneuver. He caught a, he caught the- You're saying he knows how to move? Yeah, and, and that's a talent in my right. opinion. Of course. And when he started, we all started at the same time, for the most part. He was able to get the YouTube deals that are now available for people when you press the monetize button. He had- Do you that- think that's because of the color of his skin? Um. That and because he was connected to hip hop as well. So everybody thinks it's because of the color of his skin because he was one of the first ones to do that. I, I think it's not only the color, but who he was around. Because you know, people are always gonna um care about the hip hop culture. So he's the closest white guy to have access to all of them at that time. So exactly. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, yes, that works. Um but he's not, he knows how to use it the right way. He looks very unassuming. You know, he doesn't look threatening. So people want to be around him at that time. So boom. Then he, he gets the YouTube going. It's here and there. What really helped him accelerate is the Rick Ross lawsuit. So once he, once he asked that crazy question and Ross attacked him and he got that 300K, he used that to turn Vlad TV even bigger, hired a staff and had it going. And then he he studies algorithms like me and... But he got an investor. He had an investor just like Gary Vee. Oh, yeah. But um, SO and I, we, we, we study um, algorithms and graphs, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we say, all right. SO sat with me and said, yo, you need to lose weight because we need to get this audience. We need to get that. Vlad is also the same way. He's like, yo, um, when I ask these type of questions, I don't get no, no hits. No hits, no money. Mm-hmm. And boom. Then he's like, I can't put out long interviews. I got to put them out short, but put them out where I can monetize. And there's the Vlad TV style. I'm going Well, hard. he actually does both, right? He puts yeah, out some short ones. Because now people, you got to remember this. Ten years ago, it was crazy to watch something on your phone, even though we could watch it on our phone. Right, or right. Or on the internet or on the website. People was like, yo, this is corny. No, nah, but no, no. I mean, 10 years ago, everybody was on Worldstar. Okay. So people would run home to watch. Remember? And then you were considered a fiend if you watched it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Now it's the reverse. 
you watch it on your phone. If you say I'm gonna go home and watch it on my computer, you like you you a fiend now. You get what I'm saying? So it's just he he knew what he was doing. Is is he pimping the culture for what it is? Yes, but the the black people are also helping him. Let's 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 you know let's let's keep it real. I've done interviews with artists. They'll sit there and say, "Yo, don't ask me none of these questions." Okay. They'll say, How do you feel when you like? Like, if somebody told me that, and I'm not saying that they did or they didn't, I'd just be like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's I like, mean, it, I mean, listen, it's 50-50. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right. 50-50. I, I, I know a certain angle to ask questions, but I don't also want to put myself in a position where I got to fight. I've been, I almost got into a fist fight with, um, God, you know them too. Not boot camp click. What did you, what, 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 what'd you ask? Um, some some crazy. Um, Tech Smoke is his name. What, what rap group is that? Oh, um, Coco Brothers. Coco Brothers. So okay. they were drinking a lot of Henny, and Drake at the time was taking artists from that era and remixing their songs, right? And I said, "Yo, you know, what would you feel like, you know, getting Drake?" This was at this is fifty. Yeah, yeah. This was years ago, though probably like five years ago, some, something crazy like that, six years ago. And um, then dude just started hulking up. And I didn't pay no attention to it. And then they both started ice grilling me. So I just ice grilled them right back. During the interview? Yeah. This is yo, yo, bro. This, yo, bro. Is this on YouTube? Yo. Yeah. Yo, bro. Yo, bro. Yo, bro, let me cut him off though before I gotta he watch this. this. I've got wait. Me, him. Tell me the link. And, and, yo, hold on. Me, him, and, and, and Angela Yee was on a Zoom conversation. I wa- I watched like half of it today. Real talk. Him and her was talking about how he was with a rapper. I'm not gonna name his name. And they was damn there about to come to blows because he was like, "Yo, your girl is other dudes right on the interview." Oh yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. No, that was Ugly God. Wait, you said that to him? Yes, I wasn't even gonna say his name. That's no, what I no, said. No, Yo, it's it's out there. <laughs> yeah. Angela Yee, Angela Yee was there, and she was like, "I'm, I'm sitting up here," and she's like, "Remember when you said that? That was someone." So I said, "Yo, no, 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 no. the type of stuff let, that he used to do." Let me explain to you what happened, Combo. At the time, <laughs> God was 19, going on 20, right? He had just made like I think two million dollars, got a record deal. All of that. We've all been 20. When you make that level of money at 20, you already think you've accomplished everything in life. And especially if dudes are 30 and 40 and 50, what can they really say to you when you've already done what they haven't done? So he came with this air of arrogance. So he was really talking fly to Angela Yee and all the girls. He's like, yeah, girls are like, you're fucking insecure and this, this, and this. And I'm like, I'm just letting it go. He's like, I'm successful. I'm this. I'm that. Da, 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 da. He's just going off. He's going off. He's like, yo, I got my woman. You niggas don't know how to get girls. And I said him up and down. He said, yo, my girl shows me all the rappers that be in her DM. He said, I said, yo, my man's, yo, your girl suck. <laughs> <laughs> if, no, if none of them dudes right now. I'm gonna tell you that shit. This is the truth. Yo, bro. 
<laughs> yo, bro. Yo, bro. I'm a, I, yo, I, just, I just knocked my stand over, bro. Look. Yo, bro, real talk. Because, yo, and that's a true story. Like, that. that's no cap. There's video of this, too, and audio. I don't make none of this Yo, bro, that's no cap. <laughs> shout out to uh, Ugly God. Yeah, shout out to Ugly God. I guess. Yo, this shout is out to you. camera and video. I'm not making this up. Angela Yee, we had. Can you send me all these links for yeah, these yeah. last two? These Yo, last bro, two things. These last two interviews. If you watch it with her, she talks about it, bro. And she was like, yo, you got to do a follow-up now with him. Shout out to Aunt Angela Yee, yo, one of the realest, straight up, yo. But to go with Vlad, um, his interview style, it's it's exactly what it is. He's he's um taking advantage of people loving controversy. I've been able to capitalize off a of controversy to start off my name. So I'm not gonna sit here and denounce one person when I was able to benefit off of that. My only issue with the questioning is not how he asked, it's that to go back is, you'll see rappers go to him and Vlad would be like, so um, tell me about when you were um, 12 years old. Yo, listen Vlad, I owned a trap house. I shot 10 cops in their face. But when I'm, when I'm doing the interview with them, like yo, and I'm asking them a sincere question. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that's how they do. So I said, so you rather run to the white dude and give him everything, but when you come to us and you come in a 50 cents platform, you come in a bag fuel, all of a sudden you want to be resistant. Then the worst part is they'll come to us, they'll come to us, so yo, the interview wasn't hitting. What the f did you say? <laughs> Why would I click on your bull? Oh, you think you Jay-Z and people going to click on you because you lit? Look, homie, we ain't even going to run your interview. How about that? We don't even yeah. need you. Keep it. Go I home with it. I did that to Stephon Marbury. I erased this interview in his face. What, what happened with him? We were at the Rucker, and we were doing an audio interview. And I approached him very respectful. I said, yo, Marbury, what's up? And, you know, I, I was just starting out combo. I never met no celebrities. I was super skinny, all that. <laughs> and he, showed, he, he was showing love. And then next thing you know, he started like, so this is like the microphone. And I'm holding the microphone. He just turns his head and starts talking to his manager and then walks off and then walks back. So I said, is everything okay? And he ignored me. So I turned to my partner, Dutch. I say, yo, erase the f interview. <laughs> and right there. And he's like, what? I said, you f your mans. Because you, you, now you're you going to learn. And I said, yo, we're going to go get some wings uptown since we was already uptown. And he looked. He was like, I said, oh, you didn't think I was from Brooklyn like you? Ah, right, you're going to learn. And then that's when the whole Vaseline happened after that, so. People forget about the Vaseline, how no, he ate the Vaseline. I, I didn't forget about that. That was that was crazy. He tries to downplay it. Like, nigga, you ate Vaseline, bro. He did what a media run lately, right? Huh? You said what? The media run lately, right? Yeah. He was he was like a month ago, like a month ago when he shot he 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 shouted out a few people and you know what I'm saying, got some press on him and then he's supposed to get what? 10 million masks or some shit like that. I'm not going to talk about Brooklyn because my co-host is from Brooklyn. I ain't going to talk about how Brooklyn do what he doing. You know what I'm saying? 
Queens have done more for me in hip hop than Brooklyn. <laughs> yo, yo, people were so mad at High Combo because he said, yo, he said Queens get the money when me and Clue went when when Clue did the bag for you. So people like, yo, ain't he from Brooklyn? I'm like, so what? He rock with Queens dudes. I'm like, yo, he's on 50 Cent platform. His co-host is from Queens. Clue is from Queens. What is his problem? Like he he rock with Queens. What's the problem? We need oh, more unity. We need more unity between the boroughs. Oh, I don't have a problem with unity. I'm just yeah. telling them what it is. I, you know what I'm saying? Is, is there any Brooklyn dudes that could say, yeah, I looked out? Yeah, there's dudes, you know what I'm saying, that are behind the scenes. But I'm talking about from the industry perspective, no. Let, let's shift to this. What effects do you think COVID-19 will have on the music industry? And how will artists have to shift their energy? They're not shifting. They, nobody's shifting, Combo. COVID-19... Is over until September, October hit when they get cool again. Mm-hmm. Everybody's congregating. Even my 77-year-old father had the other deacon come over and they trying to fake social distance in the driveway, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being, I'm being honest with you. Bro. So you're saying like, COVID is over? For people right now, until people yeah, start dying again. For some reason, with this human race that we got, like, the ADD is real. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, yo, yo, real talk. How everybody's posting, I am a black man. I am positive and all that. That's cool. But the, I, I just posted on my Facebook. The biggest haters is posting that. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I've been living my life like this combo, my whole life. I always been the dude that be like, yo, I, I'm, I'm gonna help people. I, I, yo, I help people as kids off my parents' money. And we was in the hood. You, you follow what I'm saying? And that wasn't cool. Like, people didn't, uh, 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 people didn't get reaching out a hand to try to help somebody even when you ain't, you know, of, of, that, of, of that level yet. It was just about love. You know what I'm saying? That shit runs out in my community. As soon as COVID-19, it's, it's all like Atlanta right now. Everybody's out. Everybody's inside the strip club. Mm-hmm. Everybody's partying again. And the same thing's going to go down with this George Floyd, son. Donald Trump's going to win again, whether we like it or not. You know why? Because we're not unified. We don't know what it takes to really be a part of big business. And when you try to tell black people, they don't want to hear it. They want to act like what you're saying is you, you, you trying to play them out. Yo, you want to come to me? You want to get on? Come with some money. Oh, you, you, you try to play me. If I tell a white Jewish dude, you want to get on? Come with some money. You know what Combo's going to do if he rapping? I'm going to find, and I'm going to go find me some money. That's the problem with my community. They don't take it seriously. And when you try to give them the real, everybody know I'm, I'm giving them the real Combo and Heineken. You know what I'm saying? When it's me and you, whether y'all don't like it. I'm telling y'all, like, yo, this is what it is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot like it. It doesn't matter. You cannot like the way I'm telling you. But just understand that right here, I got a heart. Other people don't got a heart. You know what I'm saying? So when you deal with what you got a heart and you see how all all these people moving, nobody's really going to get ahead. The rich going to keep getting richer. The poor going to keep getting poorer. Because the richer keep listening. The poorer keep being hard-headed. 
That's why we in the same position we in. It's simple mathematics. I mean, when there's some COVID thing, I just think it's going to be an arms race to see who has the best marketing. You're going to see a, a shit ton of music get flooded. Um, artists are going to, like, bombard us with music at a capacity we've never seen before in our life. And it's either, it's just going to... We're already bombarded when it comes to streaming, nah. right? It's it's gonna you're gonna because we're gonna like we forget about a great album like a week later. Yeah, have y'all noticed one thing? Mm. And you right, hon. And I, like I really didn't want to jump in, but since Combo yeah, did, I just chose the opportunity. There ain't been no new people come out during the pandemic. Have y'all noticed that? Nobody knew. Nobody has emerged like yo. We got new music. We got this new person. Five year old, no, but he's not really new. Fabio wasn't new. Fabio was out to the masses. The to the masses, he's new. It doesn't matter. He was out before the pandemic. He had a hit record regionally right, before right. the pandemic. Right. All right. I'm trying nobody to think. Nobody knew. Nobody knew has launched their music during the pandemic. The only person that has dropped a new record has been me. I'm the only new person that has taken a chance and reached out to a rapper and dropped the record, and it still don't matter. People scared. Even up-and-coming up, up rappers is trying to drop mixtapes that they have. Tokyo Jets, Rennie Rucci, Armani Caesar, Rome Flynn, all these up-and-coming people. You don't know them, though, Combo. Because nobody paying attention. It's a pandemic right now. Exactly. Nobody cares. Until music, honestly, music can't succeed by just being inside the house and absorbing it. You got to be in the barbershop and feel it. Gotta be also, there. artists can't be inspired. I'm, that's true to a certain extent. To a certain you can't, I mean, how, how inspiring is that for an artist just to be sitting in the same house for three months? If, if, if you're recording... Well, I, I seen that. Yeah, I, I seen that little baby and Gucci video. They're out there though. No, no, no. Let me keep it real. Let me keep it real. About, See, that's about, why that's that's why that's a good record because they're inspired. They're outside. Nah, but let me keep it real about me and my man. Me and my man Heineken talk, and we discussed how COVID was a, a opportunity for us. Am I lying? We said that we can find a way to get work done. Of course, and every. And everybody was zooming already. I think it was an opportunity to stay consistent too, while some people might not be staying consistent. So, so the same way with rappers, the same way with rappers. If I, if if if, if me and Heineken was was the locks right now, say me, you and Heineken's the locks right now. We, would, I, I would be saying, yo, let's drop music. Oh, you can't tour, you can't build it. So what? We don't gotta drop our best music. Let's start dropping music. Wait, wait, wait a second. Are you saying that no new artists dropped music or any artist? No new, no, no new, no new artist has emerged. Okay. The pandemic. Okay. Because I know Styles dropped recently. Yeah, yeah. but Styles, yeah. yo, Jada dropped right before yeah, the pandemic. You got, you right, got right, right. Uh, uh, but you got uh, 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 up and coming rappers like the girls that I, I just named down down south, like the Remy Ruchis, the Tokyo Jets. They're all trying to drop music during the pandemic, but nobody is emerging because it ain't time right now. Nobody right. cares right now. If you want to emerge the right way, 
now I would say after next week, the middle of June, going to the middle of July, that little pocket. Yeah. If you have the right budget and the right hands yeah. behind it to go into August and September, you're gonna see something happen. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. You can break, you can break, and you could be new. If you got a marketing budget, you can rock from mid-June all the way till September, and you can be new. Why? Because you can go certain places and do shows that's open, like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, they green, they open. Miami, Florida, they open. Atlanta, they open. So you drop music, there's places that you can go out there and get money and, and promote your product. Let's, let's, let's end on this, guys. Um, in terms of albums, right? I mean, you can't compare Drake to Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z blows him out the water. Before, really? I, I Jay, think so. In terms of albums? In terms of music? No, 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 no. Albums. Drake has a shit ton of albums. People, people but Jay-Z's out, but he doesn't have anything like the blueprint of reasonable doubt. Nah, Drake has, I mean, you're, like what did S.O. say? You're comparing errors now. That's what I'm saying. So song for song, because I think albums aren't as important anymore, right? But they used to be. You don't think Drake has 20 songs? No, no, no. That's where I'm getting to. Okay. That's what I'm getting to. Because I think in terms of albums, Jay-Z blows Drake out the water. But I know we see all this versus stuff going on. So if we went song for song, who do you feel is better? Uh, that's tough. I'm going to keep it honest. It got to be preference. It's two things that's going to help them win. Preference. And as so I said this, a lot of artists had bad sequencing on how they put the order of their music versus somebody else. It put the perfect example, Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. There's certain songs Manny Fresh didn't play. There's certain songs that had more of attachment to him than he didn't cater to the public. And he didn't put it the same way when Essel was putting projects together with the R&B singers and there was an order you had to put it. You got to do it the same way with the versus battle. If, if not, if not done the right way, you can lose to anybody, in my opinion. All right, put it this way though: if you picked your top twenty Jay Z songs and your top twenty Drake songs, who would win? I like both of them, man. Ugh. That's a to yo, bro. That's a t- that's a great. That's what we question. do on combo score. We ask the tough questions. Yo, 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 listen. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and people gonna say I'm bugging. If we just going top twenty songs, I'm gonna go with Drake. <laughs> As the leader songs, of the new school, I'll, I'll go with Hov. Just Brooklyn. No, and- no, better rapper. Hov. We just gonna do top twenty songs. I'm gonna have to go with Drake. I'm gonna go Drake, with Drake. Drake got a lot of songs, a lot of singles. Just, we haven't heard Jay Z in a long time. If you just take just the shit with Beyonce alone, that's I don't know. That's not competing with Drake. And I'm gonna say this: what a couple of a couple of Jay Z's albums. Okay, listen, Reasonable Doubt, dope album. Not a lot of singles. I'm not gonna pick too many records off of that. To go up against Drake, besides, you know, ain't no, and maybe feeling it, and feeling it is a tough pull. Twenty-two twos is a tough pull to go against a commercial record of Jake because Drake, because you got to remember when this versus, 
Versus isn't a street records adult lyrical records. It's commercial records that has affected the masses. And feel and, and records that made that drove the biggest amount of emotion. So if you Okay, name me name me 10 Jay-Z records. Oh my god, um City is mine. Um just off off volume two, um Money Cash Hoes. Um yeah, the whole the whole volume two is hit. The whole volume hit. two. The whole we're gonna give you the whole volume two. You that's commercial hits it. right there. Yo, um, we're gonna give you yo, we're gonna give you ten, um, yo, 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 look, look, look. Real talk, real talk, real talk, real talk. Hold on, because I'm I'm gonna set you up. Off of blueprint, right? I mean, no, off of hard knock life. Is that blueprint? Because hard knock life is the record that we're talking about, right? That's it's hard knock life, and the album was hard knock life volume two. Volume two. Off of volume two, we're gonna give you ten out of thirteen records. You ain't got a name volume two. Okay. Um, Blueprint by itself, there's five records. It, it Which worked. one? Girls, take girls. Over, take over. Take over, girls. Um the it wasn't a commercial record. Um Renegade. Renegade with Eminem. That was that was, you know, that's tough. Um you got Run This Town from a whole nother al album with Kanye and Rihanna. He um, got some joints, but I'm telling you, Drake got 20 joints, bro. I know that. Uh, yo, yo, Drake got some ill joints. The whole mixtape with Drake and Lil Wayne is a classic by itself. Let, let's, let's even reduce it. Jay-Z has what? Probably 17 albums, right? That's Maybe. crazy right there. Just to see. Let's, and, and I'm probably high. Let's just say 15. Yeah, 15, yeah. And let's say three of them are trash. I wouldn't say trash. What do you think is trash? Volume three? Not, not, I mean, not sorry, Blueprint three? That's, that's, a, that's another good question. Which, no, 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 I don't think Jay-Z did trash. nothing trash. Yeah, no, that's no. what I'm saying. I don't think no, he did no, anything no, trash. I'm not saying that. We just talking about 20 records. I think if you just take 20 records from Jay and 20 records from Drake, it's going to be It's, it's going to be equal. But the thing about Jay is this, his longevity and his albums in totality is way better than Drake. Drake got singles all day, but Drake didn't come up in a project era where right, you right. had to put right. projects together. So I'm not going to penalize Drake. It's just that he didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? But that if means also Drake has the advantage because he's just going with individual songs instead of building a project. But he don't got the foundation that Jay got. That's what I'm I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, okay. I'm saying that, that when you could just concentrate on songs for each individual song instead of building an album, I mean, each individual song might be, seem crazy because you're going song for song. And, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And to me, like I said, Everybody said that um, Nelly was gonna body Ludacris, and I heard Nelly's Wi-Fi was bad. I wasn't. I didn't. Oh see I didn't. I did. Your boy right here said Nelly was not gonna body Ludacris. Didn't I say that to you? I said Nelly ain't. Nelly ain't what everybody think he is. I mean, Nelly might have better hits, but Luda's a better rapper. Nobody's gonna question that. Luda's but a better rapper. I don't think Nelly got better hits. I think Nelly got a couple of hits off of each record. His first his, album. His peak, his peak was higher. Put it that way. I don't I think would so. Say his peak is higher. 
Yeah. Why would y'all say that? Ludacris was selling four million records at one time. Yeah, but but country nothing. Yeah, that was it was um, it was it was a, it was a moment in time, Nelly. That was crazy. Country Luda, grandma. Luda was a moment. Luda was a moment in time. Too, I know that, yeah. but Luda has nothing that compares to what country grammar did. If you're talking about impact and numbers and all yeah. that, but after country grammar, but I'll Luda, give that to you. Country grammar was did, but Luda had a lot. Yo, Luda put out albums. But well, Luda's, Luda's so you guys would say Luda's rapper. the better rapper, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Luda they got different bars. though. They different though. They different. Yeah. Yo, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. Yo, let, let's not get it twisted. I don't think Nelly's whack. Let's nah. not I like, like no, no. I'm just saying because people talk about Nelly right now, and they act like Nelly's whack. Nelly's not whack. All right. Nelly was not a lyricist like everybody wanted to be, but Nelly was a vibe. Nelly was needed. Nobody came from St. Louis. Nobody knew they vibe. Nobody was talking about hot and her and all of that other type of stuff. And chicks love Nelly. You can say the same thing about Ja Rule. He wasn't lyrical, but he made good songs. I think Ja Rule was, I think Ja Rule had lyrics. I think that once he started singing and he started making commercial records. Thank you. I'm keeping it real. Once he started making commercial records, he never looked back. And oh, okay. fifty cent and fifty cent crushing him on a lyrical way murdered Ja Rule. Fifty was so hard, bro. And I yeah. the way he was coming was so different that Ja Rule, once the masses got a hold of what fifty was talking about, who who would care about Ja Rule? On some real 50's album, Give It to Die Trying, Ultra Classic. Ultra. One of the best hip hop albums of all time, bro. Yeah. That's what we call that. Those types of albums, no fast forward. No, no, fast no, no fast forward. You got, you got Get Rich or Die Trying. You got the Chronic. Yeah. Reasonable you know doubt. What I'm you got, you got Reasonable Doubt. Blueprint. You got, uh, I'm not gonna put Blueprint. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Reasonable Doubt out, and I'm gonna put Volume Two in there. Volume two. To be honest, I'm gonna put volume two in there. No, and I'm gonna you, you, you can't put volume two before blueprint and I do. Doubt. I do. I do. I do. I do. Maybe, I'm com maybe commercially. No, hard, hard, not life had everything on it. The hard, not life volume two had everything street, commercial, lyrical, whatever you want. It was on hard, not life. Yo, you, you, I feel it, like, like I feel like. Blueprint aged better. Nah, hell no. Blueprint had girls, 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 and what else? What else? What else is on Blueprint? Nah, he had joints in there. We nah, got... come on, bro. Nigga, we take over Renegade. Money... We talked about nah, it. Nah, no, 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 no. Money cash hoes. Yo, nah, those we are good about... Yo, first good money songs. Cash was an error, yo. Good songs. Money cash hoes was the That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all. All Jay -Z, mostly every Jay Z album is great, so we can't go no, there. Bro, no, bro, no, no, because no, no. no. no, no. you're younger than us. So when yo, but I no. listen to every album though. Yo, bro, three. money, money, cash, hoes, and hard knock life. Forget about it. You don't that album. What the streets was like when money. Forget cash about came it. Out. Yo, money, uh, cash, hoes, money, cash, hoes, and hard knock life, bro. Let me say, originated in '99 and all that. You bugging? Okay, but yo, guys, guys, so. Actually, can I get her? Can I get her? Was on that too. Fifty nah. was talking about how 
when you grow up and there's a certain music that you're listening to from like 12 to 22, you have a bias towards that. Do you guys believe that? I wasn't that? that age. I was, oh, I, I, I actually wasn't that age and I'm not biased to it. No, I don't believe that. Like if, if, if people are, that, that, that's for people who are just fans. You, you gotta that's understand. True, that's true, that's true. Because that's how I look at LeBron and Jordan. Cause 50 talking about a pure fan. He he's right, not right. talking about somebody like us, right, 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 who's, right, right, who's in the game and knowing what's going on and see what's going on. He he he's talking about the pure fan. The pure fan, twelve to twenty-two. I get it. Somebody like us, when you mention LeBron and you mention Jordan and and you mention Kobe, we know the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like I I respect Kobe. Kobe was dope. I respect LeBron. LeBron was dope, but Mike was a killer. I don't respect Mike as far as Social uh, equality. He just donated a million, right? It doesn't matter. That's to make up. If, even if he did, that's to make up. We needed Mike in the '90s when he didn't speak up. That's a whole other thing. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at Mike, Mike is a killer. Mike is the ultimate competitor. Period. The ultimate competitor meaning that if he played with Dwayne Wade. And won championships with Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade was now on another team. He don't give a fuck about Dwayne Wade no more. That's the difference between him and LeBron and the rest of them. I I, I get it, you know what I'm saying. But the comparison of what we're trying to do with different ball players. Oh, he was more athletic. He was more this. When we when we talk about Mike, Mike was the ultimate adjustable player. He adjusted to every error. The first time was when he won the first three rings. When he came back, he had to change his game again. Once Nick Anderson picked his pocket, I got to change my game again. I'm going to shoot more threes. LeBron has changed his game this year? Yo, this year, finally. Yeah. He went to the post more. He's probably we, one of the – Yeah. I mean, he talked about that combo. And he's, he and, went, he's, and he's really playing like a point guard, too. Yes. Like, he always was yes. kind of like a point guard, but now he's like – He's really a point guard right now. Yes, he changed his game. And that's but that's the adjustment. But in order for him to be with Mike, he he gotta adjust his game and win rings. Yeah, he need he need more rings. He need more rings. So wait, guys, if he wins three more rings, you guys have him above Jordan? Let me tell you this, and I've always said this. The only way the argument makes sense, right? And Esso and I have spoken about this. People don't even realize in the 75 years of the NBA. We've only had nine teams to Pete alone. Right, right. So LeBron has done that. And then three Pete, it's only the Bulls. Celtics, and, obviously, because they went like seven yeah. or eight. And then the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in order for LeBron to be in that conversation the right way, he needs a three Pete mm-hmm. the Lakers, because that's going to even be accentuated because it's LA and three Pete. And then that three P would allow his record to be even. Yeah, but he didn't. He, he didn't always have a team and a coach like Mike. So it's yeah, it is a team still, sport. No, I I don't disagree with none of that. But if you're gonna sit there, it looks better to say I went to twelve finals and won six because it's because oh, he's he had played so many years and been good for so long that they would have said, well, Jordan's first half he ain't do nothing. LeBron's if LeBron ages well. 
and history favors it, it's going to be good. But it'll just be a little bit even. But, you know, you're still going to have the hardcore uh, Mike fans. You're going to have the LeBron fans. But if he only wins five rings, it's still going to be well, – no. He's not getting five. I, He's not I, we don't know, five. SO. We don't know. His story's not written. He's not no, getting five. Let me, let me ask you this. Did we know that Steph Curry was going to get three rings in our face out of nowhere? That's true. I no. thought Steph Curry was gonna get three wins. I was three, one of the as a rookie, Steph Curry as a rookie fans. So, don't do I was that. only I was only one of Steph Curry fans. I'm telling this you, and friend, I love Mark Jackson. I was I was very partial because I I was very partial because I loved Mark Jackson. Okay, listen, I'm I'm just being honest with you. Listen, and when Mark Jackson came out, when Mark Jackson came out, they rookie year and said Steph Curry and Clay Thompson was the best backcourt in the league. I believe. I was a herd. I, I did. I did. Let, let me help you with something. When LeBron went back to Cleveland and teamed up with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, did people say, yo, the team you need to watch out for is Golden State? That first season, he came, nobody saw Golden State coming. No, Golden State, coming. what Golden State did, right, for the rest of our lives seeing this now, because we've never seen this in the NBA, we always know when a team is coming up. From the rest of our lifespan, we always have to now know a team's going to come out of nowhere and be champions now. Before, you would, like, we knew Mike was coming. We knew Bird was coming. We knew Hakeem was going to come. Shaq was going to come. Nobody's seen Steph Curry saying, oh, yeah, one day he's going to come out of nowhere and win three rings. We didn't, that was a complete switch. That was a perfect storm, too, because of the coaching, because of his teammates. Yeah. Then he but, got Durant eventually, even know, though he won one without him. In basketball, once something like that happens, it, it stays now. So now, seeing that happen, I know LeBron is like, if I don't start doing something, who's the next team we don't see coming that's going to rattle off three rings? Well, it might be the Clippers. Probably, it might be the Clippers. Dallas. It might be the Clippers or the Clippers. We don't know. It might be the Clippers. I don't know I, about I, the Clippers. I, 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 Yo, I'm 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 gonna keep it real with you. I thought Golden State could win the championship when Mark Jackson was the coach. When they bought Steve Kerr in, I didn't see the vision, but I was wrong. Steve Kerr was the right man for the job. The you know what I'm saying? But it, but as far as what I saw Steph Curry doing as a point guard, the one problem that I had with Steph Curry coming in was I thought he wasn't built. Good enough, and he kept hurting his 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 feet and all of that. Yeah. Yes, and that was my one thing with him. But as far as talent, when I saw him shooting from that range, sharpshooter, dribble, and all that, I thought that Golden State had potential to do great things. I didn't know Draymond Green was going to be Draymond Green. To me, he was the X factor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The the rest of the team, I thought that they was good. I thought that they was going to make a run. But when Draymond Green stepped his game up, he was the one. And I watched him at Michigan State. I, I watched him be big, lose, pause, lose weight, get smaller, pause. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't know that he was going to be that type of pro. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was the one that kind of snuck past me that I didn't think that he was going to be able to transcend the game. Guys, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Social media, everywhere else, where can we find you? Um, I, you can see right here, I'm on a point where it says H-Y-N-A-K-E-N. <laughs> at yeah. 
S O World E S S O W R L D is how you could find me. You can find the website. Find us on Bag Fuel B A G F U E L. And if you go there, you can find all our tags and you can follow us and catch the vibe with us. You know what I'm saying? Guys, I really appreciate you being here. And I really appreciate how consistent you guys been since you started it. Like, that's something I really appreciate. Um, you guys are always welcome back on the show. There you go. Combo's Court. <laughs> We're out here, man. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big thanks to S.O.N. Heineken for joining in. We appreciate you. You could find them on Instagram at BagFuel and you could check out some of their interviews on This Is 50's YouTube channel. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about this episode by dropping a comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Be on the lookout for episode 170, Combo Out.